Well, it's not raining today. That's a great thing, right? On many of my other podcasts, you talk, you heard me talk about the rain. But today, I am actually outside because it's going to be a very nice day today. And it's going to get pretty warm. It's still kind of cold out here right now. So I won't be actually going into the meat of the podcast outside today. But I am outside and for the first time in months, you will be able to hear all of the sounds around me. If you follow this podcast from day one, you would know that 90% of my podcasts are recorded outside. Well, maybe 80. But they're recorded outside and you can hear everything in nature and sometimes cars driving by as well because I am near the city but I'm very much so in the woods on the other podcast so many things have happened right season three we had Hurricane Zeta the tree fell down in my yard I always tell people it decided to uproot itself as a joke but the tree is being cut and the leaves are covering the ground I've not had a chance to get out here but it does feel good to see the squirrels running around to hear my chickens although I see them every day and finally some bugs are starting to appear some of them unwanted okay but the grass is starting to grow back flowers are beginning to come up and try to bloom and actually these are probably not flowers they're more like weeds but there is a lot to be thankful for and grateful for today all around me I can look around and say there is a God not that I've ever questioned that it was but for those of you who might question if there's a God look around you look around at all the trees and how tall some of them are compared to other trees look at nature look at all the creepy crawling things things that have been here for generations and generations animals and mammals and reptiles and bugs and some carnivores and some omnivores and some herbivores and they've been around here for a long time animals that have evolved from one thing to the next over a course of time nature is just simply amazing I love being outdoors I am a city girl, but I'm also very much so a country girl. I love being outdoors. I don't love the mosquitoes and I definitely don't love love quite a few of the bugs, but it's amazing to see creation, to see things die off. And then the next season they rebloom. As a matter of fact, as I'm walking in my yard, I see some plants and things that I have planted last summer that died off when the winter came. And it's actually starting to re-sprout 
and one of them the root is not even in the ground it's like I'm like picking at it right now and it's like <laughs> the whole root is out of the ground but some of the pieces are in the ground so therefore it's sprouting up and I'm very bad with plants so I don't know the things that I've planted <laughs> I have no idea what they are um, so I can't even tell you what it is but one of the plants that come back every year I'm standing in front of a log and I see a spider web that is a spider has shot across from one area to the next I mean these things have been around for many years and many generations and an interesting part about this is that half of the things that we look around in nature and see have actually been here way before us bugs mammals great mammals and fish in the ocean and the sea they've been here longer than us a lot of animals have learned how to adapt like coyotes but then some have not quite adapted like the white-tailed deer and you have things like possums and squirrels that have been around and, and raccoons for so long that they have definitely adapted to their environment no matter how scarce it may have become birds have flown for miles and miles and miles they've been here longer than us longer than mankind longer than our grandparents our great-grandparents our ancestors they've been here for a long time I wonder if they ever needed a helpmate or help meet someone to meet their needs but apparently if they were here longer than us and before us God was the one who met their needs and they never fret only us humans we fret because at some point in our life we're not sure if our needs will be met nature is interesting it's beautiful it's wonderful it can be dangerous at times just like the ocean I love going to the beach there is a beach episode I believe in season two or season three and I love going to the beach I love looking at the ocean the ocean is so vast it's so beautiful it's so peaceful but it can also be one of the most dangerous things out there if a tsunami hits an earthquake under the seafloor or if there is a hurricane a storm even a water sprout it can cause the ocean to be dangerous and of course 
if you're ever on a boat and somehow you get stranded out in the ocean, it can become very scary. But yet, no matter how scary it is, from a safe place, it is still the most beautiful thing to experience and look at. Trees. They give us shade. They give us oxygen. I love trees. But I firsthand know the dangers of having a tree when Hurricane Zeta uprooted mine. And it could have fallen on my house, but it didn't. So this thing that I love can also be so dangerous. But yet, in spite of nature evolves, nature has its thrills, it has its ups and downs, and it is a beautiful thing to experience. The more you know about your surroundings, the more powerful you are. Now I'm indoors, and I'm going to try to get through this podcast in peace. I have a new puppy, and she's very spunky and um, quite a mess. (laughs) And then I have my older dog who cannot leave my side at the moment. So my younger dog is... uh, with my husband. I should say it's it's more his dog than than my dog, but our dog. Um and uh so the kids are at school, but all the animals are at home. <laughs> These are the indoor animals. So just be aware. And on that note, animals great and small. They were all here to serve a purpose. And one of the things I love about dogs, and there is a podcast that I did on dogs in season three, is that God placed them here for many reasons and for a great purpose. And um, Aurora, our new puppy, will be trained to be a service dog. And I think it's amazing that all of the things that are here on this earth, they they know that they have a purpose and they operate in that purpose. Yet, sometimes we, as people, don't really understand our purpose. But one of the biggest and greatest things that God ever did was something called creation. In Genesis chapter 1, coming from the New Living Translation, it reads, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. I want to back up to the early part of verse 2. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. 
So one of the first things to be created was water. When he created the earth, he says that he created the earth, but yet the earth was formless. It didn't have any form to it. And then it was empty and there was nothing but deep waters, deep waters all over the earth. Well, from a natural standpoint, we, in a scientific standpoint, we know that that was true because over a course of time, even the continents have shifted. But water was the first thing that was here. And yet, it's one of the hardest things for people to enjoy. And I'm talking about drinking it, right? Most of us love taking a bath, but a lot of us don't like to drink water. Now, I drink a lot of water, but I had to come up with a system to make myself drink water. And for me, I could never get a glass of water and drink it. I just could. That never worked for me. I don't know why from a very young age, I could never get a glass and pour water in it. And that I would drink that. That would never happen. But then I realized that the only way that I was interested in drinking water was to drink bottled water. And so many, many years ago, when I realized that that's the only way that I would like drinking water, I made it a point to always have water bottles. We stock up on packs of water bottles um, and water weekly. My children drink water all the time. We drink water all the time, all day. We drink water. Water is so important to the body. It keeps us refreshed. Our body is made up of majority water. We cannot live without water. I, I, I know that we can go a certain amount of days without eating, not 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 much unless we're fasting we can go a whole lot of days without eating but you cannot go a long time without water and most of the time when people fast they still drink water they don't eat but they drink water Water is so vital and important to the body. And I didn't look up the, the, the number in the days that you can go without water. And I believe that that's probably the average person. Most people, some people can go longer. Some people can not go longer. But you're not going to make it too far without drinking water. And I can remember when we were growing up, me and my friends, you know, we would get thirsty. And there were times where... Um, you know, we would drink soda or Kool-Aid or something like that. But when we got really thirsty, we didn't want anything but water. That was just like when you knew that the body had to have water. Okay, it didn't matter how good that root beer was. didn't matter how good that Coke was or that Kool-Aid. You had to have water. Because something in the body was yearning for water. And it's amazing to me that one of the first things that was already there was water. In verse 9, and this is the second day of creation, 
The Lord said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place. So dry ground may appear. The fact that he could make a ground with the water. <laughs> it's crazy. Like everything is made of water, has some percentage of water in it. Verse 10, God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. And that was because now the waters had sort of divided themselves. Verse 11, then God said, let the land sprout vegetation. Every sort of seed bearing plant, seed bearing plant, nothing was just seeds, it was seed bearing. And trees that grow seed bearing fruit. So the fruit had to have seeds in it. It couldn't just be fruit. It had, the fruit had to have seeds in it. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and, tr and trees from which they came. Which, that's how we have a lot of the same trees. Because they kept producing after each kind. Verse 12. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produce plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. So first we have water, then we have land, then we have vegetation. All of these things that showed up before people. Verse 10 or verse 20. Then God said, let the water swarm with fish and other life and other life. In the ocean, we don't even know all of the animals or, or not animals, but mammals and fish that live in the sea. We don't we have not discovered all of them yet. That's how vast the ocean is. And this says that the water swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of, some kind, of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. I believe this is sort of like when the dinosaurs and things begin to came. It doesn't, we, it doesn't specify that because before Adam, when Adam came on the scene, he named everything. But he wasn't here yet, so things were not named. So when I see great creatures and great sea creatures, it makes me think that that could have possibly been dinosaurs during that time. Verse 22, then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. So here it is. We have birds now. We have creatures. We have fish. Verse 24, then God said, let the earth produce every sort of animal, every sort of animal each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is just what happened. 
Verse 25, God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. So all of these things came way before man. It wasn't until after he made all of these things before he made humans. And you might say, well, it does, when did the dinosaurs, they died off? You know, we, there's no scripture that shows that. Well, no, there's not because when the dinosaurs died off the face of the earth, whatever killed them, being an asteroid, it didn't destroy the entire earth, but it was enough to kill them off. And then what would have happened? Still life. Because the asteroid didn't destroy all life. There's still life. You ever watch those shows and they say, oh, we found life on Mars. Or we found life on Venus. Or whatever the case. When they say life, that doesn't necessarily mean it's an alien walking around. Or um, some being walking around. If there is a plant that grows up out of a ground, that's considered life. If there is an organism swimming around in a little bitty thing of water, a pond or whatever, that's life. An organism, something that may look like a little worm squirming around, that's life. And so the asteroid didn't kill all of life. So life was still able to form and to create. And I like, um, I'm, I'm a, I've, I've told you in the past, I'm a big sci-fi girl. I'm a nerd. I'm, I'm just, I'm all of those things. And um, I love sci-fi movies. And I love Jurassic Park. All of the Jurassic Parks. I love all of ju- the Jurassic worlds. I can watch them over and over and over again. And my family will tell you I can I will choose to watch that over half the stuff that comes on TV today. And in Jurassic Park, the very first one, one of the things I loved so much was that the doctor on there was trying to was creating all of these dinosaurs and he created the T-Rex and he the the real the biggest issue he that he really didn't think about when he created them was the raptor because the raptors were pack animals and they were very dangerous And one of the characters on there was having a conversation with him about this after all of the animals had gotten loose onto the park, on Jurassic Park. And he was told, he told all of the other people that it came there that, you know, um, these, these dinosaurs are all female, so they can't recreate they they can't make other you know they can't produce after their own kind we here at Jurassic Park we make them we engineer them because there is no male but then later on it was found that they were creating they were reproducing after their own kind and it was because the genetics in their DNA 
was that of a frog and it didn't say what kind of frog and apparently these scientists didn't do their research because it was known that some frogs could turn and switch from male to female so therefore life finds a way and so that's one of the guys on the show he kept saying that you know I'm simply saying that life will find a way life will find a way and therefore life found a way life found a way to reproduce after its own kind so when something comes on the earth like an asteroid that may destroy a lot of the earth life finds a way and so you see this all throughout Genesis chapter 1 and then then it goes into um, verse 26 and God said let us make human beings in our image to be like us then we will reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the livestock and the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry on the ground and I'm not um, I didn't go to school for theology or anything like that but I like to think in my mind here is when maybe cavemen came upon the the face of the earth because again there's like no name for them it wasn't until Genesis chapter 2 when he goes into the account of Adam and Eve and that's of course where we come from and so um all of this life, birds and vegetation and great sea animals and animals that scurry on the ground. And um, in, in the King James Version, it says every creeping thing, every living creeping thing that would include bugs. And so, you know, all of these things came into fruition way before humans came. As a matter of fact, humans were put here because we needed to till the ground. In verse in Genesis chapter 2, um he's the, the, when God has created Adam and Eve, he specifically says he there was no one to till the ground. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, the latter, when the Lord made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants or nor grains were growing on the earth so they were there but they wasn't growing for the lord god had not yet sent rain to water the earth and there were no people to cultivate the soil instead springs came up from the ground and watered all the land i like that that back then there was no need really for rain so springs came up out of the ground to water the land. Remember what was in the ground first was what? Water. Verse 7, then God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed his breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. And he needed him because he needed someone to till the ground. You can go on and read more about it. I'm not going to dive that deep into it. You can also go back and listen to Till the Ground, the very, very first episode of season one. But we have a purpose. Our purpose is to till the ground. And you can look at it as a metaphor because there's plenty of lives to cultivate on this earth and whatever it is that you may be operating in, your purpose in God but we cannot forget about nature. 
is so important because it was here before we were. When God put us on this earth, he didn't put us on this earth in a desert. He didn't just place man down on the ground and say, hey, live. And we looking around and it's rocks and dirt. We literally in a desert. No water, no food. God supplied all of the needs that Adam and Eve needed way before he put them in the ground. And apparently life is so important. Animals are important. Apparently insects. And when you think about it, they all serve a purpose because there's an episode that I also did on here where I talked about, I think, four or five different insects that are vital to our environment, like worms and bees. They do different things for our environment so that our environment will thrive and we thrive off of our environment. So I really have a a problem with people who don't care for our environment, for people who don't um, love animals. Can you stop? I'm recording a podcast. Can you stop? (laughs) That's my older dog. She's looking out the window. I'm going to close the window so she can't see the squirrels. But I have a problem with people who do that because... I don't, I don't understand how you can, excuse me, I'm recording the podcast. I'm recording. Stop. I'm going to kick you out of here. They don't want to hear you. <laughs> but I have a problem with people that don't take care of the environment. People that don't take care of animals. People that feel like they're not important. People that feel like, you know, we're, they take advantage. That We're just here. We're just here, but we would not be able to live on this earth without those things. When you're polluting, you think it's okay to just throw plastic into the ocean. You think it's okay not to recycle. Sometimes as Christians, we get so focused on other things that are important, like salvation and all of those other things. Those are important ministry, ministers, um, you know, outreach, we, we, that's very important, but our environment is equally important. Us not taking care of what God put on this earth for us. So it's very, very important. A lot of people don't believe in climate change in spite of all of the research out there about climate change. But as I've stated a lot in the past it's not climate change is not going to be the end of the world because we already know that the world will end by fire however climate change happens because of different things that we do to pollute our environment and it causes a change in the atmosphere it causes a change in our ecosystem. It causes a change in our water when we're not taking care of it. We, it causes when we're putting terrible oils and gases into the environment and we're not taking care of our environment and we have stronger storms because of things that we have done. We as a people because of things we have done. 
Our air is polluted because of things that we have done. I cannot stand driving behind big trucks that just push just all of these black toxins into the the air. I got to breathe that in. It's coming in through the vents of the car. I mean, it's ridiculous. But these are things that we do. You're not even allowed to burn leaves after a certain season in your area. Look it up. Because it releases a chemical into the atmosphere. That's not good for us. God put all of these things here, but yet we ignore it. We gloss over it. Because we're concerned about so many other things. We don't, we're not concerned about our environment. A lot of the coral reefs in the oceans are dying. When coral reefs are supposed to live for forever, they're not supposed to die. And we look at that and we ignore it because we don't really see how it's affecting us. We're not researching. We're not looking at things. But yet, all of the first chapter of Genesis, just about there is no people, right? There's no people. It's all, he created all of these things in seven days. There's no people. <laughs> There's no people. Because it was what we needed. We need the seeds. We need the vegetation. We need the insects. Even the ones we don't like. They serve a purpose. We need that. We need our plants and to have seeds. And when those fruit come on the, the trees, those fruits to have seeds we need that we need land we need birds we all of these things we need and if you are a person that's ever been strung out in the wild which I have not and I hope that I'm never lost or just in the wild somewhere but those people learn how to build a fire. They learn how to survive by eating whatever is around them in their environment. God put everything here for a purpose. And all of these things were here, all of creation before humans were. If, if it was no need for those things to be here, he just would have put us on the earth. And then, or, or put us on the earth and we would have created those things. We would have created vegetation. We would have created, you know, birds and insects and animals. But that's not how it happened. So, it's so important and vital to take care of your environment, to take care of the world around you, to care because God put those things in our life. Dogs are considered man's best friend because they do so much for us. You have therapy dogs, you have service dogs, you have the dogs, the, the CNI dogs, you have dogs that help with PTSD, you have dogs that help with di diabetes, di people with diabetes, you have dogs that can tell if you're getting ready to have a seizure. What? What if God never created that? What if he never created dogs? There are some things out there. I don't know why God created. Why did you create rats? What do we need rats for? 
I don't understand that. Why did you create roaches? We, what, we, what in the world do we need roaches for? Some stuff is questionable. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a little questionable. <laughs> but I'm sure that they serve some kind of purpose. It's so important. Creation is so important. It's so important, you guys. I cannot stress that enough. It's so important. Let's take care of the things that God has created for us. And he gave it to us to take care of. He would never have put Adam here to till the ground if it didn't need the care. So the things were there for us to give to us. And then we're here for them to give to or to, for it to give back to it. It's a circle of life. Okay. The circle of life. And it's so important. Nature is so important. This is why I can get out in nature and I hear from the Lord so clearly. I can just hear him speak so clearly, so clearly than I ever can in my car, in my house, sometimes even in my closet, my prayer closet. I hear him when I'm in the environment. Because the environment was here before me. So that is all I have for today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I thank you so much for your support and um, and your listenership. And I'm looking forward to this season. My goal is to divide these seasons. I wanted to do four seasons for literally each season. But I think I'm going to group the spring and the summer together and then group the fall and the winter together. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I might even do the spring and the summer, then the fall separate, and then the winter after that. Or I might even split them up to where part of the, or the spring and part of the summer is in one season. And then part of the summer um, and the fall and winter is in the next. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But this is going to be a long season and I have a lot to talk about. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. God bless you, and I will see you next time. Hi, this is Kristen, and thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. You know, the Bible says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, maybe after listening to the podcast, if you are not saved, you're thinking, I would love to give my life to Christ. If so, all you have to do is confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, and he will, and then say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And you know what? It is done. You are saved. If you enjoy listening to the podcast and want to follow me on social media, I am at three different places on Instagram. You can follow me at KB Simple Life, Encouragement from Kristen, or my business page, Traveling Psychology Girl. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what I'm doing here. God bless you. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.